see. Okay, good morning, gentlemen. So as we're moving along with the, our sota over here, so um, let's let's start the Mishnah again on Chaf Beis Amid Beis twenty two B long Mishnah, Rib Shimon Omar. So what we discovered uh, was that we spent a few pages talking about what uh, that even if she's guilty of adultery, and even if she defiles herself, that sometimes the punishment is delayed because of a schus. Uh, and uh, we said she can get a year, two years, three years, and according to, then we quoted other views in the Gemara, 30 days, 90 days, three months, uh, 90 days, a year. But now we're going to see there's another opinion who totally argues on that concept. And his opinion, there's no such thing. She's got to blow up right away. And if you're going to say... So it, what I would say is conceptually what the concept of a schus is true. And we have to know that, that uh, sometimes when, uh, when people, they get the, the bad news or something looks like not so good, they try to get a schus because a schus buys time. That, that gives a person a, a reason that Hashem wants them in the world longer because they have a schus. So even though Rav Shimon argues, he's not saying that it, usually the way Hashem works uh, you could uh, just, I mean, think about it. The, the Russia, Nebuchadnezzar, deserved his punishment that he was going to go insane, uh, but he, even he could push it off by doing a tzedakah, by doing good deeds. And so that concept nobody argues with. The question is, it's going to run havoc with the system of the waters. The whole idea was that the husband and wife uh, they develop this issue in their marriage that they feel they can't continue and they need to clarify it. They need to get clarity. They won't have clarity. If you're going to say that they, uh, a good deed is going to uh, put it on hold, Mada oso You're going to make the waters cloudy in front of every woman that drinks. Umotzi shem And even the good women that drink, they really were innocent. People will say they're not innocent. They're just uh, uh, getting a delay. They're really impure. So that's the first opinion. Rav Shimon says the way it worked was they blew up right away. Rabbi says no. But the question is, well, how will we know if she's uh, really innocent or guilty? So if she's really guilty, she will not give birth. She won't get the bracha. And she won't improve. She will, uh, what, how do the art scrolls say it? She'll eat away, she'll um, waste away. I've never understood that word, waste away. Anybody know what waste away means? I think I've heard it. But, uh, lose weight. Lose weight? Okay. There's a term called fail to triumph. No, yeah. it, means, it, it means to, to yeah. become thin and emaciated. And, uh, well, and today when people look thin, they say, oh, you look great. You know? <laughs> Not when you're dying. <laughs> okay, I got you. Hey, look, there is a very different look. <laughs> I see. Okay. All right. I imagine so. All right. It's more, it's more like a concentration camp victim. <laughs> I see. Okay. All right. Ella, Miss Navajolechas. La Sophie, Mesa, Osamisa, and... The, the, the whatever it is that she's pale and she's not looking good, she'll die from that. Okay, so that was the first part of the Mishnah. A very basic argument about how Sota works. Now, uh -huh. are you aware of any uh, discussions in the Mishnah of the Gemara where someone says, I was in the base of Magdish and I saw X happen? 
because we're, I'm obviously the mission was written, you know, a couple hundred years after the end of the base of Mikdash. Did, did that, were there any passed down eyewitness accounts? Because for Shimon is making these, these, uh, you know, these statements, you know, he's pretty certain about what he's saying. Did anyone say they saw the Sota process and this is what happened to him? Not as far as I know. There, we had before in the Ushalmi that there was even one woman that drank three times. But we don't know what did she look like afterwards, you know. No, we're assuming that she got better. In other words, she drank and she was fine, right? So at least the first two times, right? So, um, but we, we don't, I, as far as I've seen, nobody has testimony. Um, we've had, the, the, I believe people saw the woman blow up. I believe everybody saw that, that there were women that drank. And, and that's what we said, that they didn't even have, you know, as soon as they drank, the peanut gallery said, get her out. Like everybody was, it's almost like everybody's watching and waiting for that, you know, to, if they start, you know, waiting for the, you know, to give the yell, get, you know, that's the, but uh, that it seems like we do have testimony that there were women that uh, were guilty and would immediately blow up. But whether or not uh, about their testimony being about people that had a schus and how, how long and what it looked like, that I don't think we have that much detail about, as far as I know. I haven't seen. Okay. But you're correct. In theory, we should know that this, this argument should be settled by uh, looking at a case. What happens? That, are there women that get a delay? So the thing is, there's always a certain amount of not knowing, because it could be as we've had before, the reason the waters don't work is because he's fooling around on her. And, you know, many times that's what happens. Why does one side, uh, why does somebody go and do something? It's because he's not, you know, something's going on with him, and so that makes something go on with her. So, um, and basically our understanding was by the second base of Migdush, they stopped doing it because so many of the men were guilty that the waters were really not working. So there was doubts about what, why it wasn't working. Uh, so you couldn't say for sure because she had a schus, because she didn't have a schus. And imagine that a woman that went through this process, um, even if she was innocent, it was not fun. It was not, uh, you know, being disheveled and having her hair put down. And uh, uh, so she drank the, and the water was bitter, according to some. And uh, so she survives, but it's not like, Yay, you know, all right, so she didn't commit adultery and they can start again. But it's not a perfect, uh, it's not like um, uh, the, uh, um, you know, she's going to come out and er as immediately everybody's going to see that she didn't do anything. She's, she's probably looking very depressed and sad and upset. And uh, it's, it's, it was, uh, was a whole process. It's so. there for a reason. Yes, okay, right, right. That, that whole, that was, the whole idea was to, to prevent that kind of behavior. Okay, now, now, this is another issue. And I, the way I, I mentioned was that it's a very unusual offering. A korban is that a person wants to get close to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and uh, uh, there are different types of offerings. Sometimes you've sinned. Sometimes you bring shlamim. You bring a peace offering. Uh, what kind of offering is a minchas sota? So the, uh, we, we mentioned that it's to levarer avon. It's to clarify if she sinned. So we don't really understand what that type of Corbin looks like. Uh, you, br you don't usually bring a Corbin to figure out if you're guilty or not. Th there must be something else behind it. So it's possible that a Corbin is a reset. It's like a recreation. It's a new lease on life. That you, and also a person would walk out a totally different person. 
And so this, this marriage had really gotten really bad. And so this was a chance to reset and start new if she really didn't uh, go that far. And so something, the, the real question, though, is what type of mincha is this? How does this fit into the typical? And now think about if she's guilty. Hashem wants her, Corbin. You know, Hashem wants to, you know, he, this is adulterous. We're bringing her here to explode. So what's the purpose of the Corbin? You know, like... Um, is it for the husband? Is it for her? Like, I don't know. Like, but either way, what happens, it, it is a regular Corbin Mincha. So what happens if it becomes Tameh? You find that dead creepy in her Egyptian basket with the food. So Nitma Minchaso. So it depends. I have four lines from the bottom. If it had not yet been sanctified in the Kli Shores, it's not too late to redeem it. Meaning, it, it hasn't reached a point of no return. So, redeem it and use other flour. The e misha kitchen bakli, but what if you already put it in a kli shores? She already took it out of the Egyptian basket and put it in one of the Beis Amigdash uh, vessels. This is just like any other mincha of a tisraf. And it has to be um, thrown away. Rashi, it has to be burnt. Shikitshu kedushis aguf. It's intrinsically holy. You can't take it back home and make pancakes out of it. It's just not going to go. It's, this is already holy, point of no return. Now, what other menachos, what is this point of no return? Uh, where, which cases will that be where you have to throw it away, so to speak? It's not going on the Mizbeach. So the following cases. The following cases. Omeris, as we turn the top of the day's page. The woman tells the husband, I'm not going through with this. I blew it. I, the chief prophet of that's case number one. Or all of a sudden the witnesses show up. This lady's claiming she's innocent? We saw it. Number three. She says she refuses to drink. So the whole idea of bringing the Corbin is uh, that we're going to raise Hashem's name and she's going to drink. She's refusing to drink. Maybe the husband won't. Uh, the, now, by the way, the husband looks pretty bad. If he doesn't want her to drink, it means he knows that uh, he's, he's, he's at fault. The husband had relations with her on the way. The whole idea was the husband felt that we, they can't live together again because he doesn't know. He can't control himself, and he has relations with her. After the Sota allegations, he can no longer bring her as a Sota. So... Uh, on the road, you know, he had relations with her to go have the drink. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to the case of the Aiden, if those who have to be Aiden Zomim, do they make them drink the, uh, the flavor? <laughs> That's a good question. I've never thought about that. I can't imagine. I wonder, it's probably one of those cases where you, that you can't do the Din Hazama uh, because we don't have any record of the water working for anybody else. I'm sure there are a lot of people you'd like to give a drink of soda water here. Uh, you know, I, I, I have a few would people they, I would... Would they, would they be high Misa then? Because if she drinks the water, she could have died. Would they be high Misa or Makos? That would be the count. That would be the. the, the if they point. well, they would con- and, and what in effect, if they if they came and testified that she committed adultery. Uh, potentially, they could. Uh, she would. The the woman would be prosecuted and could be put to death. So, if they were liars, then they would be eligible to be put to death. Uh, but they would have had to have testified that she had a warning too. She, if they couldn't testify to that, then the woman wouldn't have been the. Uh, but that's an interesting question. Okay, now what about these women 
uh, if they were married to Kohanim. Now, the reason this is different is because we said that the Mincha Sota is similar to all the other flower offerings. There's a difference between a Kohen's Mincha and anybody else's Mincha. The, a, anybody else, the, uh, you take a handful, put the handful on the Mincha, that's called the Kmitza, and then the rest, the Kohanim eat. A Kohen, um, they, the, the Kohanim don't eat their fellow Kohen's Mincha. The whole thing gets burnt. They're, you don't have that Kmitza serum. It's a different, it's a, it's a different halacha. So what about over here, if she's married to a Kohen, what happens? Anybody married to a Kohanim, then it's burnt. It's not used. Um, next, so for example, if she's a Bas Yisrael and she's married to a Kohen, you would burn the whole thing. Now, what about a daughter of a Kohen? So she's a Kohenis. She grew up a Kohenis, but she married a Yisrael. There it's eaten because it's a regular, regular mincha. Ma bein kohen lekohenis. So, what is the difference between a woman married to a kohen or or kohen's offering or a daughter of a kohen? Minchas kohen nechalas. Minchas kohenis. A mincha that's brought by a woman who's a kohen that could be eaten. A minchas kohen, but a mincha where the husband is the kohen ain't nechalas, not eaten. So, what's interesting is we're going to get into differences between men and women over here. So the, the start of it is the difference between a uh, woman married to a Kohen and a Kohenis. Kohenis mischalelis. A Kohenis can lose her Kohenis status. So let's pause for a second. A woman who's born in a Kohen's family, her father was a Kohen or, um, and her mother was Kohen eligible, she has Kedushas Kahuna, meaning she can eat Truma. She can eat Korbanos, uh, you know, whatever the family serves. She has the status of a Kohenis. When, uh, but she can lose that status. So, and once she loses it, if she has relations with somebody who would profane her status, she's no longer a Kohenis. And that's it. Uh, let's say, even if she's not married, if she has relations with somebody that would profane her, then she's no longer a Kohenis. The Kohen, whereas a Kohen, let's say he does something he's not supposed to. Ain't He can never lose his, uh, his Kohuna. The famous case, there was a conservative rabbi that wanted to do funerals, and he, he was a Kohen. So he said he resigned his kahuna. So there's nobody to accept a letter of resignation. You know, like, uh, you can't resign. You were born a Kohen, you are, you know, it's a person could say, well, it's okay, I don't mind not being a Kohen. You know, he wants to do X, Y, Z. And it, today, it comes up more, more, it comes very common because sometimes if Kohen wants to get married, he falls in love with a divorced woman. So what's he going to do? So, but he can't, he can't take his kahuna off. Kohenis mitami lemesim. A female Kohen can, uh, even when she can eat, uh, she's a Kohenis, she can go to a cemetery. She can be mitami. Ain't Kohen mitami lemesim. Kohen nochel b'kachigadashim. A Kohen can eat korbanos. Ain't Kohenis. A Kohenis doesn't eat korbanos. She can eat truma. I don't know if I said that right before, but she can't eat korbanos. Ma ben isha leish. So uh, what's the difference... As an example. Well, right, all people can eat, yeah, that's right. Kodshim. Kodshim. Kodshim, she can't, yeah. Ma, so uh, that's what our society wants to know. What's the difference between a man and a woman? So, ma bein ish isha. So there are a few halachas that there's a difference between a man and woman. So the first one is, um, this week's parsha, um, if a, a man and woman get a plague, there's a difference. Ish poreya v'parim. 
a man has a uh, mitzvah that he, he, um, he uncovers his hair and he tears his clothing. That doesn't apply to women. The difference in the way the plagues affect them. There was a special halacha that a man can make their son another. A man, if he inherits his father, there's something about a son taking over his father's estate. The son literally becomes the father. A woman is not the same. Uh, even though she's taken over daddy's business, there's a difference between the daughter and the, and the son. A man is given the uh, ability to marry off his daughter, to, to marry her off. A woman can't do that. A woman can't marry off her daughter. Um, we had before a rabbinic marriage that the daughter can opt out of, but it, that's because, but men Torah, the, only the father, we only, the, only the father has that right. You could say logic, but at the end of the day, the, these are psukim. You know, the, this, this is a halacha. A father can sell his daughter, uh, can sell her to be a servant. A mother can't do that. A man, uh, if he's stoned, he earned the death penalty, he gets stoned unclothed. We take off his clothes, so he'll die right away. They wouldn't do that with a woman. She wouldn't be... Uh, um, the man who has a death penalty, they hang up the body. They didn't do that with a female. So if a man steals and he's got to pay back, they'll sell him as a slave to pay back the loan. A woman is not sold to pay back. In general, there's no such thing as really an adult female servant. There was no such... Um, you know, no such, uh, at least a Jewish servant, there was no such concept. Let's see the Gemara. So we kind of, uh, starting from the difference between a Kohen and a Kohenis, because the, uh, the rule is when a Kohen brings a Mincha, it's not eaten. Uh, so therefore we got into differences between a, a man and a woman, and so the, the, the Mishnah uh, kind of changed, got into that subject. Let's see the Gemara. and the Kohenis. And he, the kahuna, anybody married to a Kohen, so then their offerings take on the status of Kohen family offerings, and so mincha semnisrefus. So then you, the whole mincha is burnt. Nobody's having a pancake on them. Ketzat, Kohenis Levia Yisraelis. A Kohenis Levia Yisraelis. Why is it a Levius? Does anybody know the, uh, the grammar there? It's the, uh, it's the Kohenis. And a levia the Yisraelis. I don't know. I'm not a grammar expert there, uh, but those are the three females. Is that what it is? Uh huh. Whereas talking about the the female version, Yisraelis. Yisraelis. Uh huh. It's a female. It's a female. Okay. Shenisus the Kohen, and they get married to a Kohen. You can't eat the the offering. Okay. The Kohen is an owner. Uh, he owns it. The ain ola kolum, and um, the uh, it won't be fully burnt. On the other hand, she also is a part uh, owner in it. Ella, what do you do? Hakomitz. So there's a problem here, which is that it's not fully owned. If it was fully owned by a kohen, you would burn the whole thing on the mizbeach. If it was. Um, uh, if it was a regular Israel, you would take a handful, and then the rest would be given to the Kohanim. So over here, it's owned by man and wife. So what do you do? So uh, you burn the handful, and the leftovers, 
Those were brought separately. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand that point because it's only that Kohen if it's given to that Kohen. Because she's bringing that, that particular mincha doesn't mean that it's automatically owned by her husband or that they have a portion in it. Everything she owns, he, I mean, they, they're, they're a marriage, so it's, it's owned together. It, it's unusual for a woman to have funds that are not his funds as well. Right, but she's, when, they, when they're presenting it to the Kohen, and it doesn't have to be her husband, it could be any other Kohen, it's any other Kohen, it's no longer hers. She, she presents the Mincha. Yeah, yeah, but who, 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 who paid for it? Who owned the Mincha? But even if it's the husband, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's not as though on the back end he's going to be the one eating from it. I thought the problem was that they, she can't bring it because it's his and he's going to eat from it. It, the, the question is, is this a Minchas Kohen? Is this a, a, an offering that's owned by a Kohen? And so he is an owner. Okay, so I guess maybe it's just the potential is there that he could be the one to eat from it. Correct. Uh, um, if that's the logic, yeah. That's okay. Thank um, you. Uh, what Richard is saying is that, that what's the reason that we don't eat, uh, don't, you can't have a Kohen eating his own offering, right? In other words, if it went to the other Kohanim, but it doesn't work that way. That's the, I'm not sure what the logic is, why when a Kohen brings an offering, it was not. Uh, but you have a different problem here. How can you bring the rest of it if um, uh, really um, it, uh, it's, it's not eligible to be brought because uh, she's, not a Co- she's the wife of a Kohen and she has a part of it and only a handful should be brought. So... Uh, Shouldn't we say Ikri um, Khan? Uh, shouldn't we say over here Koshumi Menu? Well, uh, actually, I'm I'm uh, I'm getting ahead in a line or two. But the the question here is: you need to, you don't offer the whole thing; that you separate part. And if you're burning everything, then you're offering you're not separating it. Um, so the Mora said: Shouldn't we say Koshumi Menu Leishim Haru You can't offer. You shouldn't be allowed to to burn the rest if this is just the remnant of the mincha. You burn the rest of the offering as if it were wood, as if it were fuel. It's really not a korban. You you have a dilemma here. Since it's owned by a kohen, you can't eat it. On the other hand, you can't burn it because it's also owned by the kohen's wife. So we burn it and as fuel rather than as a korban. So you can get hana from it. Yeah, yeah, you could get an well. Uh, is that called Hanoah to, to be able to burn the fire? I mean, that that was a heavenly fire. We didn't, we can't roast marshmallows up there or anything like that. It's not a, uh, but uh, Hashem could get Hanoah, so to speak. Yeah, uh, you're not allowed to bring certain things as offerings, but but you can use them as fuel. So, like that opinion, it works out to Islay Haisfora, but according to the Rabbanan who don't agree with that, uh, uh, the the my um, uh, What are you going to do? So the answer is There's another way this could work. So again, the, the challenge is we don't know whether we should treat this like the minka of a kohen or treat this like the minka of the kohen's wife, who's not really this doesn't have the status of a kohen. So we 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 know what to do with a handful. You could burn the kamitza, but what about burning the rest? Where we have a dilemma here. So uh, if you can say you can just burn it and, and if it's not required, it's just fuel. But not everybody agrees to that. 
So the answer is it would be like Relazer Bereshimon who said the time Relazer Bereshimon you can scatter it on the ash. It's almost like a, a middle ground. And even though there's an argument about that solution, he argues over there when you're dealing with a Kohen uh, that did a sin, it should really be brought. But in this case, they would admit there seems to be a third option of what to do. Again, the challenge here is normally after you take the handful, the rest can be given to the Kohanim or should be given to the Kohanim and they can eat it. But here you can't do that because it's an offering of the Kohen. On the other hand, you can't really offer the rest. So what do you do with it? So one answer was you use it as fuel. The other answer seems to be you can scatter it on the, on the ash heap. It's kind of like a, another option. So then we said, if once she's married, my time, oh, what's the reason? Uh, that you, any time a Kohen brings a Mincha, it'll be fully burnt. Uh, nobody can eat it. So that's the dilemma over here. Is this a Mincha's Kohen? Now think about it. He wants this offering to be brought, but it's hers also. So that's where we're confused. So then we said a, a, a rule, Kohen miskalelis, a Kohen can lose his kahuna status. Uh, I'm sorry, a female Kohenist can lose her kahuna status. Kohen, not a, a male, Menolan, Domakrav, It says a Kohen has to be careful who he marries because he can mess up his kids. They won't be Kohanim. Zaro miskalo, they could be. Uh, they can be profaned, made no longer holy with Kedusha's Kahuna. But who ain't miskal? He can't get rid of his Kedusha's Kahuna. Nothing he can do will get rid of it. Kohen is Tamea. We have certain rabbinic things. We don't give him an aliyah, but it, that's all temporary. If he does tshuva, he's still a Kohen. I don't believe they did that, but he's still a, co- he's still a Kohen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we said, if she became, she's allowed to go to funerals, my time, it's the sons of Aaron, not the daughters. I think the conservative brought back the female Kohanist, I think, because of equal rights. I think they, the females do duchening over there. I don't know what they, uh, how that works. Uh, we said a Kohen can eat the holy, very holy Karbanos that they take the place of Hashem in eating Karbanos. Only sons. So what's the difference between a man and a woman? So so here we, what the Mishnah, you can't make up these halal. You have to have a source for everything. So the more is going to explain. I only know that a man does this, the, uh, that's this week's Parsha, does the rules of uh, uh, Saras, of, of leprosy, Isha Menayin, and what about a woman? Uh, it's, it implies that these laws apply to both men and women who get these plagues. I, why does it say a man? So only for, in that particular uh, process that's done to the leper, only a man does that. In Yitzhilamata, what the, the part to the verse next to it about the man uncovering his hair and being disheveled. It's really like a public uh, mourning that he does that. It's like mourning over, you know, that his, his, uh, his, his hair is uncovered and his garments are ripped. It, he's tearing Korea. It's like uh, he's, something's died there. It's like, uh, it's really a very severe kind of thing. But we, a woman doesn't do that. 
Nazar, a man can make his son a Nazar, Veinisha Mares Benabanazar. How do we know that? Omrebyo Halachi Betalacha Moshmisina. Haish Megalacha Nazir Saviva, a son can use his father's Nazar funds, Veinish Megalas, and a woman can't. How do you know that? Omrebyo Halachi Benazar. That's also Halacha Moshmisina. A man can marry off his daughter. A woman can't do that. I give my daughter. That's a right that a father has. Um, a father can do that and not a mother. Um, my Rebbe used to quote Rabbi Sel Salanter that when you marry off a daughter, you have to marry her off to a man. What it means to a mensch. You know, like... A, it, what, why does it say leish has that? It means that ish means a person who's a uh, uh, who's a proper person. It's a, you know a person has to be a mensch. But anyway, ish mokres bito. A man marries off his daughter. A woman doesn't marry sells his daughter, but a woman doesn't. How do you know? ish as Torah stresses a man. A man gets the privilege of being stone naked. My time because it virgma oso. It says stone him. So what does it mean, stone him? Maybe only he gets stoned and women don't get stoned. You take the man out, or you take her out and stone them. So it can't be women don't get stoned. So what is it? So he gets stoned without his clothes, but not to her. He gets hanged. My time, him, but not her. He's sold, but a woman is not sold. My time, he can be sold below and not her. For, it's him for his stealing and not her for her stealing. We'll come back to you. Okay, new Mishnah. Uh, Rabbi mm-hmm. Remember when the Kohen like, puts the blood or the oil on his big toe or on that big gum or the ear? Yeah. Do they put that on the woman on those things? On her, they don't do it on her, those things. How about the thumbs up? Um, you know, about the, um, I, that's a good question. Um, I'd have to look at the Mishnayas if, if, the, if the, they do the big toe and the big thumb, if, the, if any of those things apply to women as well. Uh, we, I, I, I think they do, but I haven't. I would doubt it. I mean, that, that's part of the Milugan ceremony. That's because they're going to serve, you know... He's not asking about the... He, he's asking about the Mitzorah. Oh. Would a female Mitzorah have the... Oh, well, did they have yeah, the big toe? Yeah. No, but yeah. um, So there is a tosis over here that brings um, a, a whole bunch of other differences between men and women. Um so he says, for example, women don't get the pierced ear, you know, with the servant and the, uh, um, there's a whole bunch of things that, uh, the, do you have a bas or a uh, uh, Can you have a daughter, a rebellious daughter or the, uh, which uh, there's, a, there's some other things here that don't make the list. Um, well, let's do that tosus. I'm not going to just tease you and not tell it. Do it. Ma bein isha ish. What's the difference between a man and a woman? Betosefta kechashiv over al mitzvahs essay shazman grama. So first of all, men uh, have to do all time bound mitzvahs. Women don't. Masha enkain be isha. A man, if he violate, doesn't do a time bound mitzvah, he's in big trouble. A woman isn't. Ish over al baltakif. A man isn't allowed to cut his payas. Women are allowed to cut their payas. 
Valbaltashkis, and men are not allowed to cut their beard with a straight razor. Women are allowed. Val Bal Titamilamesim, and uh, a uh, a man who's a coin can't be Mitamim, Ashain can be Isha. Aish Nadamaben Soramur. A man can be a rebellious son. Uh, can be rebellious. A woman Venisatif Umisapir. And uh, he does the rapping and the counting Venish and Tefisamasaparis. Forgot what that was about. That was the what's the rapping? Don't remember. Ish nimkar venishna. Man can be sold once and can be sold twice. Vein ishin nimkaris. That could be Is that Mitsura? The counting? Mitsura has to be wrapped up and he has to count the days before he does the ceremony. I thought the women count too, though. Well, we'll have to, when we hear the Parsha this week, we'll have to pay extra attention, okay, about the women, whether that applies. So a man can a man can be a slave, and he, he can be sold once, he can be sold twice. Women, a, a female, uh, if you sell a Amma Ivriya, uh, and um, it doesn't work out, she can never be sold again. A man can have his ear out. The Nimkar Levit Ivri, Vikona Levit Ivri. Venisha nirtsis in Akaris Vikona. A woman can't do that. Velok Tani Hasam Kolhani Damasnisan. That list over there seems to be different than our list. El de Zoha Babito. Um, the reason a man has certain rights to his daughter to marry off, Mishum de Mefer Shasam Bekasu Bishtar Ubabia. The Tema Milo Hashivnami Smika. So here's a question why we don't include other things. Um the uh let's see. Um there are some he does mention some things that don't apply to them. It's so ras. Uh we'll ha- we we'll really have to learn those Mishnayas to really know all those rules. Okay, new Mishnah. Uh Rusa Vishome, I'm sorry, I'm not uh, I have to I have to be up on those Mishnayas a little more about the female but I didn't think I was gonna be asked about that. You know, about the female Mitzaras and what, what the process is. I haven't haven't had those shilas in a long time. Okay. Arusa Vishomeris Yavam. Now, if a, uh, a woman was just engaged or she was waiting for her husband's brother to marry her and then she uh, was alone with a strange man, lo shosas, they can't be taken to drink. But, uh, on the other hand, they won't get ksuva. Shenamra asher tishta isha tachas isha. The woman strayed under her husband. Prat la rusa. Under her husband means after she moved in with him. That would exclude an engaged woman. Both of those women are still living separate from the man. Once they, they live with the man, then if they uh, were with the string, even though they're committed, either they have Zika with a man or they're engaged, the sota doesn't apply. What if the marriage isn't what it's supposed to be? If there, in other words, the woman is in a forbidden marriage. She's a widow married to a kind gadol. Or she's a divorcee married to a coin hedget. Or she's a mamzer v'nassin Israel, Or a bas Yisrael a mamzer v'nassin. So all those cases, uh, in other words, if you have a husband or wife who have a legitimate marriage and Hashem wants them to be happily married, he says, you can erase my name. Even though my name is holy and it's forbidden to erase my name, I, I want whatever it takes for you to have a happy marriage and to live in trust. But if they're not supposed to be married anyways, even if they are, so they don't get that uh, loshosos, they don't get any sota drinks, and they don't get the ksuva. Okay, we'll stop here. On That's all tomorrow's page. Have a great Shabbos, everybody. Uh, great Chodesh, Chodesh Tov. Um, I did want to I am going out of town next week briefly. I'll be here Sunday morning, Mertz Hashem, but I won't be giving this Sunday 7 o'clock or 9 o'clock. 
and I won't be giving them Monday morning. I'll be doing the Zoom and the, uh, uh, and the podcast, Mirza Hashem, and I hope to be back Monday night uh, for the 9 o'clock. So, okay. Yeah, all the remotes should be good, Mirza Hashem. No, no, I mean, in the past when you got away, you've done the 745 class from wherever you Yes, yeah, that, that's the plan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are set. Uh, if you're lo- sometimes you're long distance, sometimes I'm long distance, right? So it's always it's always the same, right? That's right. Unless you're in my neighborhood like that, you're not going to be Ah, no, Florida this time. Okay, uh, I'll keep that in mind, though, Mr. Shem. Okay. We'll do an on-site one. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Rabbi Stein, you made a, a comment. 